0: Welcome to Episode 64 of Season 4 of the Old Radio Comedy Podcast. Elizabeth Scott Rorick gained fame as a writer for her stories about the Cougats, a young bank executive and his wife, and this led to several of them being published as sketches in a book with illustrations in 1940 as Mr. and Mrs. Cougat, The Record of a Happy Marriage. It became a bestseller in 1941. It also became a movie, Our Husbands Necessary, in 1942, starring Ray Milland and Betty Field. Rorick published a follow-up book about the Cougats, Outside Eden, in 1945. In 1948, the radio show My Favorite Husband, starring Lucille Ball and Richard Denning, hit the air, based on the original book, although the names were changed from the Cougats to the Coopers following a lawsuit followed by Xavier Cougat, a prominent bandleader at the time. Cy Howard was a prominent director, producer, and screenwriter for radio, film, and television, creating such popular shows as My Friend Irma and Life with Luigi also producing and writing for both. He was later well-known as the writer of the television show The Smothers Brothers Comedy Hour, for which he won a primetime Emmy Award. He also wrote the movie That's My Boy in 1951, starring Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis, and the movie Every Little Crook and Nanny in 1972, starring Lynn Redgrave and Victor Mature. He died in 1993, aged 77. Now sit back and enjoy the November 20th, 1948 broadcast of My Favorite Husband, and the January 26, 1948 broadcast of My Friend Irma, produced by Cy Howard.
1: We present Lucille Ball and My Favorite Husband, a new series based on the delightful stories of Isabel Scott Rorick's gay, sophisticated Mr. and Mrs. Cougat, two people who live together and like it, starring Miss Ball with Richard (laughs) Denning. Now, let's drop in on the Cougats and see what they're doing. It's morning, and Liz has just sat down to breakfast. George is still upstairs getting dressed.
2: Oh, Katie, did you see the paper this morning? No, Mrs. Cougat, I haven't seen a paper in weeks. Who do you think got married? Little Abner and Daisy May?
3: <laughs> no,
2: Madeline Smith and Jack Carroll. She always did want to be Madeline Carroll. <laughs> So did I, but I never got nearer than Marjorie (laughs) Maine. Oh, you don't understand, Katie. This is my marriage. It is? Yes, I introduced them, I invited them to parties together, and I loaned her money for a new dress on the night I decided he should propose. And now they're married. Congratulations, Mrs. Cougar. Thank you. I deserve it. Uh, do you think they can manage the honeymoon all by themselves? <laughs> well, I guess I do sort of arrange things a lot, don't I, Katie? But I can't help it. I love to help a girl get a man. You know, it drives George crazy. He says, I'm always teaching some mouse to build a better man trap. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. <laughs> uh, say, I wonder what's keeping Mr. Cougat this morning. Don't know why he should take so long to shave. He has a real sharp blade in the razor... I know, because I use it to scrape some chewing gum off my shoe. Oh, here he comes now. I'll go get his coffee. Well, good morning, George, darling.
1: Oh, you know me. I didn't think you'd recognize me behind all this adhesive tape.
2: Why, I'd recognize my little husband place. Ooh, you smell nice, George. What do you have on your face? Yardley's aftershave?
1: No, Wrigley's Juicy Fruit. <laughs>
2: Ain't me, George. You cut yourself every morning. You ought to get some blue serge band-aids to match your suit. <laughs> That's
1: very funny.
2: My, aren't we grumpy this morning?
1: Well, I have reason to be. Yesterday, the teller at the bank told me you were overdrawn $50.
2: That's the trouble with those tellers. They're always telling somebody something.
1: Well, what about it?
2: No wonder they put them in cages.
1: Now. <laughs> Liz, I can't think of any reasonable explanation for your being overdrawn.
2: Neither can I. And I've been trying to think of one longer than you have.
1: Now, uh, I don't want to suggest anything radical, but suppose you just tell me the truth.
2: Say, I never thought of that. All right, George. I loaned the money to Madeline Smith to get a new dress and hairdo so her boyfriend would propose. Uh,
1: Why don't you stop meddling in people's affairs, Liz? Must you be an incurable matchmaker?
2: I want everybody to be married. Why?
1: Isn't there enough suffering
2: in the world? You don't mean that, George Cougat. I want everybody to be as happy as we are.
1: Well, that's sweet of you, dear, but not all couples are capable of the kind of happiness we know.
2: Oh, what do you mean?
1: Well, I mean that our happiness has come about because of one wonderful person.
2: Oh, George.
1: One person who is tolerant of little human faults, who is understanding, Sweet. Consider.
2: And and beautiful.
1: Absolutely.
2: Oh. <laughs> Who is it, George?
1: Me. Oh, George! Sure. Come on, I'm late for the bank. And listen. Will you promise to watch your bank balance?
2: Oh, don't worry. I'll take care of that $50 I'm overdrawn. Yes. I'll send them a check for it. Oh.
1: Go. <laughs> Look, I'll handle the money. You just concentrate on staying out of other people's affairs. Stop giving people advice on things you know nothing about.
2: All right, George. I promise uh, who can that be? Oh, it's Sally Hopkins. I saw her through the window.
1: Uh-oh, wait a minute. Uh, let me sneak out the back door.
2: Now, George, Sally's a very sweet girl. Yeah,
1: I know, but uh, I do something to her. All she does is look at me and go,
2: Well, she's adolescent, that's all.
1: Well, let her in. We'll have one of our usual brilliant conversations.
2: Hello, Sally. Hello, Mrs. Cougar.
1: Good morning, Sally.
3: Goodbye,
1: Sally. I'll be home for dinner, dear.
2: Oh, gee, you're lucky, Mrs. Cougott. Mr. Cougott is so super. He's so much more worldly than the boys I know, like Corny Jones or Icky Williams. Well, I should hope so. He's a little older, too. Oh, I know. He's middle-aged. What? He must be pushing 25. (laughs) Oh, yes, he's pushing 25, all right. In fact, he's pushed it almost all the way to 40. What's on your mind, Sally? Mrs. Cougat, I have a problem. I need your advice. Oh, Sally, I'm awfully sorry, but I promised George I wouldn't advise people on things I don't know anything about. But I wanted to know about men. How do you like that? You hit my specialty. (laughs) Tell me the secret, Mrs. Cougat. How do you get that certain something like you have? Why, Sally, how would a girl your age know if I had that certain something? I can tell, by the way, my mother looks at my father when my father looks at you. <laughs> <clears throat>
3: um,
2: well, don't worry, Sally. You'll have it when you get to be my age. I, um. Uh, I suppose you think I'm pushing 25, too. Oh, no. A woman can always tell another woman's age. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> Mrs. Cougat, please, tell me everything you know about men All right, Sally Men are divided into three types Husbands, fiancés, and go get em girls <laughs> Well, how can you tell them apart? Easy, by the way, they open the door to let you out of the car Oh, really? Yes, the bachelor walks around the car and opens the door for you The fiancé reaches across you and pushes the door open from the inside And the husband gets out, stands on the sidewalk and says Well, we haven't got all night Wonderful to know, Mrs. Cougat, but I wanted to speak to you about one particular man. Jimmy Matthews. Oh, he's really something, huh? Something? He's really terrific, sensation, colossal You know what I mean? Oh, but Matt, he's a pash. <laughs> Jimmy has red hair, big sad eyes, and floppy ears. He looks just like Gregory Peck. <laughs> Sounds more like Lassie. What seems to be your problem, Sally? Oh, there's a keen party tomorrow night, and Jimmy hasn't asked me. Well, Sally, if you really want Jimmy to ask you, make him jealous. Tell him you already have a date with someone else. Oh, that's a wonderful idea. But there's nobody left. Well, how about those two boys you mentioned, uh, Icky and Sticky and... Oh, corny and Icky? Oh, no. Icky's too corny and corny's too Icky. <laughs> Besides, they both have dates. Well, be resourceful, Sally. Make up a name, any name, Jimmy. You'll never know the difference. But I couldn't do that. That would be lying. You don't ever lie to a man. Do you?
3: <laughs>
2: Sally, the world is populated by two kinds of women. Liars and old
3: maids (laughs) Look, you'll
2: you'll never really have to have a date with him Just say you do Oh, gee, you're a lifesaver, Mrs. Cougar Now run along, Sally Let me know how it all comes out I'll get it, Katie Sally Sally, what happened? Don't you ever speak to me again Oh, please, Sally What happened? Did you tell him you had a date?
3: Yes, I told him And he said Oh,
2: Oh, now, why would he say a thing like that? (laughs) Now, pull yourself together, girl What did he say? He said Well, I guess that's what he said, all right He did not He said congratulations Oh, well now, wait a minute There's something wrong here The jealousy angle always works We were sharing a
3: soda And when I told him He pinched my straw (laughs) Dad
2: But don't you see, Sally He pinched your straw because he was angry No,
3: he wasn't He was thirsty
2: And now when I don't go to the party He'll know I never had a date at all Oh, now take it easy We'll figure some way out of this Who did you tell him you had a date with? I told him the first name that came to my mind. What was it? George Cougott. George Cougott? Oh, Sally, I ought to pinch your straw. I'm going to be an old maid it's all your fault. Well, I guess it is my fault, Sally. But I'm not going to let you down. Now you'll have your date. Who is? I can't go with Icky or Corny. You're going with Smoothie. Smoothie? I never even heard of him. I'm talking about the smartest date on the block, Smoothie Cougar. What have you got to say to that? I thought you would. Well, I'll see you after dinner, Sally. I have to figure out how to break the news to Smoothie. That's going to be rough. Katie, that was a wonderful dinner. Gee, I hope I got George in a good mood. Mrs. Cougar, you don't mean you haven't told him about his date with Sally yet. No, I'm going in and break it to him now. Wish me luck. George, darling, how are you feeling? Huh?
1: Huh, fine. Just the same as when you saw me two minutes ago.
2: George, would you like me to get you a cigar?
1: Uh, No, thanks. I rarely smoke two cigars at once.
2: Oh, I didn't notice. Uh,
1: Get one for yourself, though, if you like.
2: No, thank you. Don't read, George. Talk to me.
1: Oh, let me finish the paper.
2: No, talk to me now. I want to sit on your lap. There.
1: Great. There's nothing I like better than a newspaper that's been sat on.
2: Kiss me. Mm-hmm. Doesn't that take your mind off the paper? What paper? <laughs> that's better. Gee, it's nice sitting here on your lap, George. You know, you've got the nicest laugh in the whole world. Where'd you ever get it? Sears Robuck.
3: <laughs>
2: oh, you're cute. Hold me tight, George. Tighter. Tighter. Oh, but Liz... Go on, pretend I'm a champagne bottle and pop my cork.
1: Oh, <laughs> now, no, wait a minute, Liz. I'm not this attractive. Now, what's on your mind?
2: Oh, you're so smart.
1: I thought so. Okay, let's have it.
2: Well, George... Poor little Sally Hopkins was over here this morning and she couldn't get a date for the party tonight. Mm. So I got her one.
1: Liz, I told you not to mess around in other people's affairs. <laughs>
2: what are you laughing at?
1: Oh, that's such a dirty trick to play on anybody.
2: <laughs> you
1: mean you really palmed that giggling goon off on some poor sucker?
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, boy, I'd like to hear what he says when he finds out what he's stuck with. You will. Oh, that's the funniest thing I ever heard. (laughs)
2: Who is it? You. Well, you didn't have to dump me on the floor.
1: Liz, this is the end. Now, I I don't know what you've promised, but I'm not taking that teenager to a party, and that's that.
2: Oh, please, George. That's
1: no use running your fingers through my hair. The answer is no. Absolutely. Ouch! What are you doing?
2: I just pulled out a hair. I wonder how you'd look in a toupee.
1: Oh, whatever gave you that, thought? I've got all my hair.
2: Well, you won't have if you keep saying no.
1: Now, Liz, don't be silly. The answer is still,
2: ouch! Take your choice, George. Either take Sally to the party, or you'll be known as Old Baldy. Ooh, there's a gray one.
3: Oh,
1: all right, I'll take her.
2: Now don't worry, George. As soon as Jimmy Matthews sees you with her, he'll grab her away. I'll bet you ten to one he doesn't even let you get inside the door. <laughs> Mr. Kugat, isn't this a keen party? I'm having such a keen time with all my keen friends. And that dance music's keen, too. What kind of a time are you having?
1: Keen. Stay. <laughs> where's this fellow of yours?
2: Gee, Mr. Kugat, you're a keen dancer.
1: Yeah, uh, look, Sally, according to my bargain, a knight is supposed to ride up on a white bicycle and carry you away. Now, where is this Jimmy Matthews?
2: I don't know. Pardon me, I'll see if I can find him.
1: Uh, okay, I'll wait here.
2: Hi, Sally. Well, if it isn't little Jimmy Matthews. Sally, may I have the next dance? (sighs) Sorry, I'm not dancing with children this evening. I prefer older men, like my date. Your date? I thought that was your father. (laughs) Very amusing. Now, if you'll pardon me, I don't want to keep him waiting. He's very jealous. Goodbye.
1: Well, any luck? Did you
2: find him? I couldn't find him place. Let's dance again. George, darling. <laughs> what time is it, Katie? Almost ten o'clock. Hmm, that's funny. George should have been home long ago. Maybe he likes it at the party. Oh, <laughs> not George... See, I hope nothing happened to him. Hmm. I think I'll call up and see how long ago he left. Why, Mrs. Cougar, I think you're jealous of your husband being at that party. Oh, Katie, I am not.
4: The way I got it figured, I got one of them phobias. (laughs) Oh,
2: darn it, that character's on the party line again.
4: I get scared to death when I get up in high places. What have I got? Hydrophobia? (laughs)
2: Oh, why can't we get a private phone Every time I want to call Lena the Hyena's on the line (laughs) Are you sure you're not jealous? Oh, Katie, will you stop with that nonsense? I'll try it again Ah, nobody's on it Where's the dial tone?
4: Hello, big ears (laughs) It's you
2: Are you using this phone?
4: No I'm just holding it to my head so my ear won't get cold.
2: Well, I wish you'd get off. I want to use
4: it. I got rights, big ears. I happen to be talking on this line.
2: I don't hear anyone talking on the other end. Of
4: course not. The doctor's just listening. I'm being psychoanalyzed, hey.
2: No, I've heard everything. She's being psychoanalyzed, hey. Hmm. This I gotta hear.
4: And every night I dream about Joe DiMaggio, Doctor. I dream he picks me up and swings me around. What does that mean? Ha <laughs> Joe DiMaggio picks me up and swings me around.
2: It means you look like an old bat.
4: <laughs> Bessie Budinsky is back again. <laughs> Butt out, you. Now, let's see, Doctor. What else was there to tell you? Um,
2: oh, yeah, Doctor. I meant to tell you. I won't be able to pay you anymore, hey.
4: Hey! Hey, I didn't say that. Doctor! Dr. Lastvogel! He hung up. <laughs> I ought to scratch your eyes out. Where do you live,
3: huh?
2: Wouldn't you like to know?
3: Huh? <laughs>
2: I better call George before she gets the line again. Hello. Hello, Mrs. Cougat. Yes. Do you know that your husband is out with another woman? What? I called to tell you that a certain party is at a certain party with a certain party. Well, that straightens everything out. And who are you, pray tell? You don't know me. My name is Jimmy Matthews. Oh, I know who you are. Sally's friend. That's right. Well, I don't want to break up your home, Mrs. Cougat, but your husband is here at this party with my girl. (laughs) Well, Jimmy, you go in and take her away from him and then send George home. I tried to, but she wouldn't leave him. She's fallen for the big stiff. Don't you dare call George a big stiff. Why, he's just like a brother to Sally. Oh, yeah? Since when do you call a brother George Darling? Why, the big stiff. <laughs> you stay right there, Jimmy. You got yourself a date for the evening.
4: I have? Who with?
2: Me. Oh. Two can play at this jealousy business. Now, you wait for me in front.
4: How will I know you? You can tell her by her big
3: ears. <laughs>
2: Hey, Jimmy, what you doing out here on the porch? Oh, hi, Icky. I'm waiting for somebody. Boy, what a mess. First, I haven't got a date at all. Now I got a date with some middle-aged spook. Oh, gosh. Uh, who is it? Ms. Mrs. Cougat, the wife of that old man who's in there teaching everybody the bunny hug. Oh, he's uh, he's teaching them something called the Charleston now. Oh, here comes somebody. Oh, it's probably the old ba- Oh, would you look at that? Well, the whistler. Are you, uh, waiting for me? I sure am. Hey, Icky, if Mrs. Cougott comes, tell her I couldn't wait. Why don't you tell her yourself, Jimmy? How'd you know my name is Jimmy? Because my name is Mrs. Cougott. Oh, well, we don't have to be so formal. What's your first name? Mrs. Cougott. <laughs> I guess she told you, Jimmy Never mind, Dickie Let's go in and dance Baby Baby, Now let's get one thing straight, Jimmy I'm old enough to be your sister (laughs) Now come on Let's go in and find Sally and George, darling If you don't want to dance with Jimmy How about me? Dream (laughs) boat Oh, are you corny? No, I'm Icky, Corny's inside Sorry, I started it Come on, Jimmy, we'll go and take care of our little problem Hey, there they are over there Sitting on the sofa with their backs to us Quiet now, I want to hear what they're saying Oh, it was wonderful the way you taught everyone to dance, George
1: Oh, it was nothing Arthur Murray couldn't do
2: Oh, brother He's the only man Arthur Murray ever gave his money back to (laughs) Oh, it was wonderful You're so smart. You're smarter than Dr. IQ. Give that lady a box of Snickers. Where?
3: Where's cool
2: guy? I'm going to push that lady off the balcony, Doctor. Here's somebody to see you, Grandpa. You kids better run along. Grandpa has some explaining to do to Grandma. But George was going to be my partner in the Big Apple. That's where he belongs, in a Big Apple, the worm. (laughs) Liz, why why are you so mad at me? The whole thing was your idea. Well, you didn't have to be so enthusiastic about it. I've heard what's going on here tonight, George, darling. Well,
1: whatever you heard is a lot of nonsense, isn't it, Sally?
2: Yes, George, darling. That does it.
1: (laughs) Oh, Liz, you're being ridiculous. All the people are watching. I don't care. Well, I do. Care to dance, Sally?
2: I'd love to, George. Pay everybody attention. We're going to play post office. Post office, George? Yeah! Do you know how to play post office, Mrs. Cougat? No how? When I was your age, they used to call me Jim Farley. <laughs> now sit down, everyone. Now the closet will be the post office, and I'll go first. Icky Williams has a letter... For Janie Wilson. Oh, come on, Janie. Into the closet. Well, they're taking long enough. Wow. (laughs) What took you so long, Nicky? We got our braces locked. (laughs) Yeah, that happens. Who's next in the post office? Oh, let's see. Uh, George Cougat.
1: <laughs> okay.
2: Now, tell me who the letter's for. Uh, it's for... Uh... Mm-hmm. All right. Go on in the closet. Okay. George Cougat has a letter. Uh, let me buy Jimmy. Huh? Oh, it's for Sally Hopkins. Uh-oh. That letter's for me. <gasps> oh, step aside, please. I'm his regular route. <laughs> Me. That letter's been returned for insufficient postage. (laughs) But that isn't fair. If I don't go in, he'll be disappointed. Don't worry, if he's expecting a penny postcard, he won't be disappointed with an airmail special delivery. (laughs) Mrs. Kugot, I don't know if I can let you go in there. Open the door. Neither rain nor sleep nor icky can stop this courier from her appointed rounds.
1: Is that you, Sally?
3: (laughs) (laughs) I'm waiting.
1: Uh, look, Sally, do me a favor. Just stay in here with me a few minutes. I'm not going to kiss you. I, I just want to make Liz jealous.
2: Oh, George, darling.
1: Oh, now, don't be silly, Sally. You know I didn't want to stay here at all tonight. You see, I'm married to a wonderful girl, and I have no desire to kiss anyone else.
2: Oh. Well, then I'll kiss
3: you. <laughs>
1: You shouldn't have done that.
2: (laughs) Do I kiss better than your wife?
1: Uh, I can't tell. Kiss me again and I'll tell you.
2: Why, George Cougat. (laughs) I knew it was you
1: when you kissed me, Liz. (laughs) You
2: did? Oh, George, you're wonderful. No, don't go out yet. I have a whole slew of letters to mail. Hmm.
1: You might be getting impatient, Liz. We'd better get out of this closet.
2: Oh, all right. Okay, you want to send the next letter? Hey,
1: where is everybody?
2: Oh, George! The party's over. Everybody's gone home. Come on, let's get back in the closet.
5: Lieber Brothers Company, makers of Swan, the soap with the exclusive super-creamed blend presents...
6: Our friend, Swan. With my friend,
5: Irma. Starring Mary Wilson as Irma and Kathy Lewis as Jane. Friendship, friendship, just a perfect friendship. When other
3: friendships have been forgotten. there's
6: I lived alone in a boarding house It wasn't bad But before long I was talking to myself Right then and there I decided to find a roommate That's how I happened To be living with Irma Peterson Now I have someone to talk to You know the conversation Made more sense Than I was talking to myself (laughs) For instance A few minutes ago I said Irma You know I don't think those wall brackets Give us enough light Why don't we buy a bridge lamp And Irma said... A bridge lamp? But, Jane, what if we want to play gin rummy? (laughs) These things I never answer. I just pretend I'm back in the boarding house living alone. Or to steady my nerves, I pick up a newspaper and read. Jane? Yes, Irma? What are you doing with the newspaper? (laughs) Reading? Yes, honey. What are you reading? Hmm. Oh, it's just an article on psychology as applied to marriage. Well, it must be wonderful. Psychology? No marriage. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you say? Well, it's just a series of questions designed to see if a girl and the man of her choice are suited for each other. Well, isn't that unusual? No. Why should it be? Well, when Alan and I sit on the sofa, he never asks me any questions, and we get along fine. <laughs> Well, honey, you know, there's more to it than that. This article approaches the problem of compatibility with scientific introspection. Oh, that's nice. What did I say, Irma? Uh, something about an inspection, but I didn't get it.
3: <laughs>
6: well, let's just forget the
3: whole thing, oh, huh? Oh, no,
6: Jane, please, please read me some of the questions, because I've been very worried about how Al and I will get along after we're married. Oh, Irma, are you still thinking seriously of marrying that unemployed moocher? Oh, what can I do, Jane? I love him Ever since I've known him, I've been in a trance Oh, come now, you haven't known him that long (laughs) I mean, well, honey, you know, if you're really worried about how the two of you will get along, why don't you try this test on yourself? Oh, I want to, Jane, please read it to me All right, sweetie, let me see Um, Does the man you intend to marry keep appointments? Is he punctual? Punctual? Why, Al is in line for his unemployment check even before the office is open. <laughs> Mark down one. One? Yeah, now, is he the type of man you would ever be ashamed to be seen with? No, because we never go anyplace. <laughs> no, no, honey, if you want to take this test, now, you've got to be honest with yourself. Now, what do your friends think of Al? What do I care? I can get new friends. <laughs> well, you better give yourself a zero on that one. Gee, this is just like school. I'm getting zeros again. <laughs> uh, what's the next question, Jane? Uh, do the two of you like to participate in sports? Well, I like swimming and tennis. Yeah, and what about Al? Jane is tilting pinball machines to sport. <laughs> well, if they catch you, yes, then you may have to sprint up a few alleys. Irma, so far you see you and Al have very little in common, psychologically speaking. Well, there must be something that attracted us to each other. I know what attracted Al to you. What? You've got a job. Look, now, Irma, just prove it to yourself. Now, answer the questions they have here, honey. Do you like dancing? Yes. Does your boyfriend? No. Do you like to go to the theater? Yes. Does your boyfriend? Only when he has a (laughs) pass. Well, according to this psychological test, the two of you just don't click. Maybe you're right, Jane. Lately, I've been having my doubts, too. Yeah. What are you going to do about it? Well, Al will be here any minute, and I'm going to give him one more chance. Either he will change, or this is the end. Well, that's up to you, honey. Come in.
7: Hello, Jane. Hiya, chicken.
6: Hello, Al, honey. Well, I've got to run along, kid. Hey,
7: hold it, Jane. You mean you don't even want to hear about my new deal?
6: Can't wait.
7: (laughs) You will love this. It's a racing form printed on a large cookie. So after a day at the track, you still got something to eat.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good, huh?
6: Irma, I can only say if you find you have anything in common with this man, get rid of it.
7: <laughs> Snooty date. She ain't ever going to go to 20s.
6: Al, I would like to go to the theater tonight. Will you please take me?
7: Chicken, why this sudden request?
6: Al, it's very important for us. You see, you and I are psychological cases. <laughs> what are you talking about, Chicken? Al, please take me to the theater. Well,
7: Chicken, why can't we just sit here on the sofa and discuss world politics?
6: Al, I insist you take me to the theater.
7: But honey, I haven't got a pass. They got a big doorman. And to clinch it, they're painting the fire escape. <laughs>
6: our way in
7: hey chicken you are tampering with my principles
6: there's no use al we have nothing in common we might as well face it you and i need a scientific inspection what we're not combustible
7: don't you mean compatible
6: what's the difference what i mean we're just not meant for each other
7: chicken you mean that
6: yes al Let us just consider this experience an interlude, a motel on the highway of life. Chicken, you're nuts. That's beside the point. This is the end, and I think we should break completely.
7: Well, Chicken, I don't know what to say. But if you think you'll find more happiness with another, here's your ring back.
6: Thanks, Al. And here's a pawn ticket for the one you promised me.
7: (laughs) Maybe you'll change your mind someday. Well, goodbye, Arnold. You're a swell kid. I won't ever forget you. (laughs) Oh,
3: he's gone. He's gone.
6: (laughs) Honey, I just passed Al in the hall and... Oh honey, you're crying. Don't feel sad, sweetie. I can't help it, Jane. I always feel sad when I'm crying. <laughs> now listen, Irma, the worst is over. Now you must try to forget it. Believe me, it's for the best. I know you're right, Jane, but I never had a man walk out on me before. That's silly. He didn't walk out on you. You walked out on him. How can you say that? I'm still here. <laughs> Oh, now look, honey, don't carry on so. You know, you're really in an enviable position. You have the whole world before you. You're footloose and fancy free. Footloose and fancy free? Sure. Now come on, you dry those tears and let's have a smile. Come on. Come on, now let me hear you laugh. Ha, 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 ha. That's more like it, honey. Be gay. Come in.
8: It's only me, Professor Kropotkin. <laughs> Hello, Janie and Irma. My two little jigsaw puzzles, one complete and one a few pieces are missing.
6: <laughs> Why,
3: Professor?
8: Excuse me, a little joke I picked up in a toy store. <laughs> What's new, Irma? Ha ha
3: ha ha ha!
8: Was this,
6: Professor? I'm foot loose and fancy, and it's free. <laughs> Oh, Professor, Al and Irma have parted, and and she's trying to be gay.
8: Oh, so it finally happened. I knew it would someday. Don't feel too badly, Irma. Oh, I remember when I broke up with that nagging wife of mine. She went out and found somebody else.
6: Did the new fellow make her happy?
8: No, he made me happy. He beat her up every day.
6: (laughs) Why, Professor.
8: It's only a little kidding to cheer Irma up. Irma, my little bit of honey, you've got to learn to face the unpleasant things of life, too. Take that room I live in upstairs. It's full of bats and mice and rats. And the rain comes through the roof. But do I take a gloomy view? No. Where else can a man go hunting and swimming without getting out of bed?
9: But I'm afraid I'll miss
6: Al.
8: Now, look, Edma, before I go, I want you to remember an old saying. A stitch in time will save nine.
6: Well, how does that apply to me?
8: It don't. This is a slogan for tailors. (laughs) But there's a very old saying I like. It takes a heap of living to make a home. Well? Well, I think I'll go up to my home and clean out that heap so I can live in it.
3: Goodbye. Oh, Jane,
6: I made a mistake. I'll never find another man like Al. No, you made a decision, Irma. Don't be a weakling. Guess you're right, Jane. I- I'm just going to look around for someone else. Good. Who can that be? Maybe it's Al coming
9: back. Come in.
6: Hello, dearie. Oh, Amber, Lipscott, what a surprise. Uh, you remember my roommate, Jane.
9: Yeah. You mind if I take my shoes off, Irma? My feet are killing me.
6: <laughs> if you don't mind, I think I'll leave. What's the matter, dearie? Ain't you never seen feet before? Yeah, but not in such quantities. I'll see you later, honey. Gee,
9: ain't it wonderful the way we hate each other? But that's not important. You know why I rushed over, dearie? Look. Oh, Amber, an engagement ring. <laughs> Fourteen karat gold. Oh, Amber, what a beautiful setting Yeah Next year I get the stone (laughs) Amber, I
6: I wish you all the happiness in the world
9: Why are you crying, dearie? Well, you're engaged and, and Al and I just broke up So what? This town is crummy with guys Look, Irma, if you want a fella, do like I did Right to the Lonely Hearts Club Lonely Hearts Club? Sure, they got stuff lying all over the place (laughs) And it's perfectly confidential, they give you a number And if you're lucky like me, they don't ask for a picture Oh, you mean I could get a number if I wrote to them? That's right, dearie, nobody uses a name Look, say, uh, say you're number 12 Then the fella might be number 34 and all mail goes right to a box, so we don't even know where you live. And vice versa. Gee, do you think I ought to try? Deary, don't waste no time. Inflation is coming. You don't know what you'll get. <laughs> Just do like I say, huh? All right, Amber, I'll do
6: anything to meet some new fellow. Oh, you can't miss, dearie. And wouldn't it be wonderful if my husband and I ran into Al someday and I could say, Al, congratulate me. I'm Mrs. 94. <laughs>
5: Say, ladies, would you like to have a luxurious mink coat? Well, then, find out about the exciting Lieber Brothers $100,000 fur contest.
9: Hello? Oh, hello, Dottie. Say, listen, how would you like to have a real mink coat? I'm not kidding. You really can get one by winning one of the Lever Brothers fur
6: contests. Well, all you do is tell why you like Swan Soap, Lux Flakes, Lux Toilet Soap, Life, Boy, rinse oh, or Spry. How long will the contest last? Well, there's going to be one each week for five weeks, and we can enter as many times as we want to.
9: Well, I have to dash. Turn on your radio right now, and you'll hear more about it. Bye.
5: There are 1,645 prizes in all. 329 each week in this $100,000 contest. Each week, the following prizes will be awarded. One gorgeous $3,000 mink coat, three $1,000 fur coats, five smart $500 fur jackets, as well as many other prizes of valuable furs and cash. And ladies, you may choose your own coat at your favorite store when you win, or you can have the cash. Now here are the rules. In twenty five words or less, tell why you like any of these six Lever products Swan Soap, Luxe, Lux Toilet Soap, Life Boy, Rinso, or Spry. And close a wrapper or box top from one of them. Print your name and address, and the name and address of your dealer, he'll help you. Also be sure to get your entry blank from him. It will give you all the information you need. Mail your entries to Lever Fur Contest Box One New York eight, New York. Be sure to get your entry blank from your dealer tomorrow. That address, Lieber Brothers Company Fur Contest, Box 1, New York 8, New York. You may win a luxurious fur coat or cash. So start writing your letters tonight.
6: Well, Irma has enrolled in the Lonely Hearts Club. I don't know why she did it, but I suppose if it was good enough for Amber Lipscott, it's good enough for Irma. So already she has a number, 75. Irma's kind of worried about her number. She's afraid if she signs her letter 75, she won't get a man under 80. (laughs) So I explained that the number has no personal significance, and right now Irma's writing her first letter to the club. It'll be forwarded to some unknown man. Dear, to whom it may concern... I am a lonely girl. My heart is broken. I have blonde hair and blue eyes and nice legs, and would like to meet a man in the same condition. <laughs>
3: no, no, sweetie,
6: no. What's wrong? Well, you you uh, you put all your eggs in that basket, but they're scrambled. <laughs> you you better let me help you, sweetie. All right, Jane. Good. Um. Dear sir, I am 22 years old, blonde, considered attractive, and I'm quite lonely. I should like very much to make the acquaintance of a gentleman who is also lonely. Now, sign it. With best wishes and all my love, 75. P.S. This has nothing to do with my age. No. <laughs> No, sweetie, ju- just sign it, Sincerely, number 75, huh? All right, Jane. Uh, do you think I should spray a little perfume on it? You know, the bottle Al gave me. Irma, I have smelled that perfume. It will not only keep men away, but also mosquitoes. <laughs> no, honey, you, you just mail it as it is. All right, Jane. Come in. Hello, girl. Oh, hello, Mrs. O'Reilly. This letter just came for you, Irma. I didn't mean to peek, but it says Lonely Hearts Club on the envelope. Oh, it's here. But Irma, I don't understand. What about you and Al? Uh, they broke up. Oh, well, Irma, darling, don't feel too badly. Yeah. Go on, honey, go on. Read the letter from the Lonely Hearts Club. I'm just dying of curiosity. Go on. All right. My dear Miss 75, in answer to your letter, I too am lonely... What can we do about it? Signed three 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 two two. Oh, Jane, that's a wonderful number. What do you mean, wonderful? Oh, we'll have a big family. I don't follow you, sweetie. Well, in poker, three threes and a pair of twos is a full house. <laughs> I know, Irma, but don't go jumping to conclusions.
8: You don't even know this man. Oh,
6: Miss O'Reilly, I'm so excited. Imagine getting an answer so quickly.
8: It's only me again. <laughs> Hello, girls. Why do you all look so happy? Irma has a new boyfriend. Wonderful, Irma. What's his name?
6: Uh, 33322.
8: Irma, a convict. (laughs) Listen to me go back to Al. At least he wasn't caught yet.
6: No, no, Professor. Irma's been corresponding through the Lonely Hearts Club, and everyone has a number.
8: Oh. (laughs) Congratulations, Irma. And take the advice of an old man. Find out what the man is like right away before you get involved.
6: Oh, I'm going to. But first of all, I'm going to find out one thing. If he has a job. You know what I just went through with my ex? Your ex? <laughs> yes. I want to even forget his name. Of course, my ex was very sweet to me. And my ex made me happy. And I love my ex. I dreamed of that day I would... marry my ex. <laughs> Irma, you're slipping. Now remember... Oh, yes, I must be gay.
3: Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> now,
6: honey, there's no time to waste. Come on, let's answer the letter. All right.
8: Come on, Mrs. O'Reilly. They want to be alone. Let's you and I run around the block.
6: Oh, that's silly. Who's going to run around
3: the block?
8: You are. You'll ask me for the rent, and when I give you my answer, I guarantee you'll chase me around the block.
3: <laughs> so let's
8: start now. Goodbye. And good luck, Alma. All
6: right, honey, let's get started with your letter. <laughs> Well, Irma has finished a letter, and I'm proofreading it for her. It says, Dear 33322, Do you mind if I call you Dear 32? I feel I know you well enough to call you by your initials. (laughs) I was thrilled to get your letter, and I hope you turn out the way I picture you. Of course, your writing is very small. Are you short? I hope not because I'm considered the right height for five feet four I wouldn't want anyone shorter than five feet four and a half Because I want someone I can look up to What else is new? Have you got a job? I have and hoping to hear the same from you, I remain affectionately 75.
5: Yes, sir? What can the Lonely Hearts Club do for you?
7: Well, my name is Al. My number is 33322. <laughs> I'm corresponding with a girl numbered 75. Any mail for me?
5: I'll look in the box. Oh, yes. Here's a
7: letter for you, 33322. By the way, how are you getting along with your correspondence? Well, frankly, the dame seems a little cracked. But I'm so anxious to get over this lump in my heart. You know, the girl I love jilted me, that I'll, I'll try anything.
5: Oh, here you are. Good luck.
3: Well,
6: for the past three days, I've been hearing nothing but 33322 two, and 75 until it's just coming out of my ears. You know, if those two ever get together, I think they'll have to be married by a bookkeeper. But, of course, since the letter that Irma's expecting today should contain valuable information about her new phantom boyfriend, I was just as excited as she was when she said, Jane, Jane, the letter, it came. Oh, isn't that wonderful? Come on, honey, read it. No, you read it to me. I'm too excited. All All right, I will. Dear 75, thank you for your letter. I was hoping the girl I was corresponding with was a Vassar graduate but it seems quite impossible since I noticed you spelled considered with a K. (laughs) However, none of us is perfect. He spells perfect, P-E-R-F-E-K. Oh, go on, Jane. All right. You ask me, have I got a job? Well, 75, as number to number... Let me inform you that I have worked hard and steadily all my life as head of a big steel corporation and now I'm prepared to retire. How are you fixed financially? <laughs> I am perfectly healthy, tall and so handsome it's disgusting. <laughs> Yours devotedly 33322. Well, oh, what do you think, Jane? I don't know, sweetie. This is either a genius or a crackpot. But anyone should be an improvement over Al I beg your pardon, your ex Shall I answer him? You know, I think it's about time you met him All right, Jane, I'll I'll write him to come up here No, no, honey, not for two reasons First, if you don't like him, you know, after you've met him We don't want him hanging around here And secondly, we want to make a good impression on him Well, how do I go about that? Yeah Well, Richard and I are having dinner at the patio club tomorrow night He can be our guest But uh, how will he recognize me? Well, uh, write that you'll wear a green hat. But what if someone else is wearing a green hat? He's liable to marry the wrong girl. Yeah. Well, tell him that you'll leave your number with the head waiter and Henri will bring it to our table. All right, Jane, I'll I'll sit down and write him a letter right away. Yeah, honey. And and listen, in your letter, try to make yourself attractive. Show an interest in what he's doing. Well, if he's in the steel business, what can I say? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. uh, Say, um... Well, say that you realize that, uh, uh, steel is the backbone of this country and that you're fascinated by blast furnaces and trust he finds you interesting. I got it. Now, what are you going to write? Uh, it must be interesting to steal blast furnaces. (laughs) Uh, I trust you will like me because I have one of the nicest backbones in the country. (laughs) Hold it, honey. Just, just hold it. Just invite him to dinner at the Papillon Club. Well, we're at the Papillon Club. Richard, myself, and number 75. We're waiting for 33322. I must say, 75 looks adorable. She's wearing a green hat. She's taking no chances. On it is a 75 She took a label from a can of Heinz beans that said 57 and reversed the numbers And since this dinner is costing Richard a pretty penny I, too, am very curious to see what Irma's landed Honey, Irma, smile Come on, look happy Uh, I'm sorry, Jane, I was just thinking But Al Now, Irma, what did you promise? (laughs) Ha, 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 ha It's better
8: Irma, you say this Mr. 33322 is in the steel business? Yes. Well, then I must know him. Oh, I'm sure you do. Well, it's going to be wonderful to have dinner with an old friend.
6: Oh, (laughs) sure. You know, every time we've been out together, I'd look across the table, and who would I see? Al!
7: Chicken, you're wearing a green hat.
6: And you're wearing a carnation. 75. Al, you're not 33322.
7: I sure am
6: (laughs) What a roundabout way to get a free meal (laughs) Oh, Al Al, I'm so glad to see you
7: Me too, chicken
6: Now, just a minute, Al You have your nerve working steady A steel magnet I
7: don't even know what I wrote I didn't even know it was Irma All I know is I was going crazy for missing her Lots of guys turned to drink I turned to the Lonely Hearts Club.
6: Oh, well, it's all my fault in that psychological test.
7: Ah, what's the difference, chicken? Just wanted you to know I love you, and I always will. Now, Jane, if you want me to go, I'll go.
6: Sit down, Al. (laughs) Sit down and order.
7: No, thanks. I'm not hungry.
6: No wonder you ate half my platter while you were talking.
9: (laughs)
5: Ladies, now with Swan Soap, you can get the kind of complexion care you've been dreaming of. Sure, because Swan's exclusive super-creamed blend gives you a wonderful new kind of beauty lather. A rich, mild beauty lather that cleanses so gently and rinses away so completely, your skin is left fresh, smooth, and lovely as ever. So for perfect complexion care, make your regular facial soap super-creamed Swan Soap.
6: Back together on the sofa, and they're as much in love as ever. They're making gooey talk. He says,
7: How's my darling little 75?
6: Oh, just fine, my great big 33322. Two. And if that isn't nauseating enough, Irma is now making with more numbers uh, 14. No, I don't like that. Uh, 32. Yes, 32 and 33. Irma, I know Al is 33322 and you're 75. What are those other numbers? Oh, I'm just picking out names for the children.
3: <laughs>
6: well, with language like that, what can I say but 23 skidoo to my friend Irma. <laughs>
5: My Friend Irma, presented by Swan, another fine product of Lieber Brothers Company, was produced and directed by Cy Howard. Tonight's script was written by Cy Howard and Park Levy. Frank Bingman speaking.
0: Be sure to tune in next time, my friends, for another classic comedy radio show. I'm Greg Fordyce. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.